Welcome to the Help Me Rhonda Show podcast. Help me Rhonda, help, help me Rhonda. Welcome to the Help Me Rhonda Show, where we interview sexy brands and help them turn their business into a profit-making machine using PR and media. All right, everyone, let's get started. This week, I have got someone that's going to completely blow you away. In fact, this woman is a thought leader in wealth creation, but she's on a mission to deconstruct financial slavery in women that we are facing today. So it's time to introduce Leah Steele, the wealth witch to the show. How are you, darling? Good. So excited to be here. I'm really glad that you're here. So first off, we have to start. What is this deconstructing financial slavery? Let's start there. What does that even mean? Yeah. So, you know, I today in this stage of that humanity is in and and obviously we're in a time um, that i believe is really crucial in the development of humanity yeah we're facing a lot right now um, on a collective level that is that is going to affect how we move forward in the world and one of the things that i really believe that this time is here to do and show us is how we've been controlled and manipulated by a global financial agenda so Essentially, I believe that each and every person um, is conditioned and programmed from the time they take their first breath on this planet to be a compliant commodity. And what that means is that we're raised to operate inside a system where our work, sweat, um, our labor serves an elite group of people Mm. that oversee a global financial agenda. Um, And essentially that we're all born into financial slavery. That's a really powerful statement. If you think about it, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that might have a lot to say about that, right? I mean, you know, the way that, you know, especially for for women, because you're primarily working with women, right? I mean, women notoriously, we have been suppressed, if you will, for centuries. And now you are cracking open, like, uh, the belief system in women, Tell me more about that. Like, what is it that you're doing? And like, why is this so, so big for you? And, and where does this even, did this even start? Yeah, so, you know, I really believe that women are the foundation of the collective mm-hmm. and that we are the most powerful creators in the collective. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important, I feel like it's time right now for us to step fully into our divine purpose on this planet, which is to create and to change the world. And we don't do that when we're not properly resourced. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm very, very passionate about helping women deconstruct their financial programming and conditioning um, and really step into their divine birthright, which I believe is to be wealthy in all areas of their lives. Yes, all right, so you talked about conditioning. So you mean like what women have gone through from their families, is it ancestral? Like where does you, where do you think that comes from? Because, you know, I, I, I don't, we were born all the same, right? So what makes one person go from being completely abundant in everything they do to being insecure or afraid to actually step into their, their, I guess, their greater self. Yeah, so, I mean, the programming and the conditioning comes from society, all, yeah. Yeah. all facets, right? Yeah. We carry it ancestrally mm. in our DNA. You know, it's scientifically proven at this point now. We carry at least seven generations of ancestral DNA. I wow. believe it to be much, much more. Yeah. But we're at least 
carrying seven generations of ancestral DNA memory. So the programming and conditioning comes down to us through our ancestors. Mm. All of us had great grandparents and grandparents who lived through the Great Depression. Yeah. So we're all carrying stuff around money, wealth, abundance, prosperity, and worthiness and deserving too. So some people probably don't even really realize like what's happening for them because it's really interesting you talk about ancestors. Like even recently, my audience knows I've been like on this really deep track because that was brought up to me that in order for me to help my daughter be completely sovereign, I needed to heal those past ancestral you know, traumas that they even had. And that was such a mind blower to me. You know, I'm thinking like, well, all the stuff that I've done, let me heal that. Maybe my mom's done, but it tracks back all the way deeply into our ancestor traumas that they've gone through. And you're right, like so many, you know, our grandparents, they were in the Great Depression, they were hiding money. So you think that actually flows into then the way and the belief systems that women even have um, and even talking about wealth. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so how are you cracking that open? Like um, from, let's say, cause I see women that are like so open and like boom, domineering and in, in what I am and you know, powerful like you are and talking about money and then others are so insecure. Are those the women that you're working with and how do, how do you get them to start talking about debt, about wealth, about opening themselves up? So, you know, I think that the thing that's interesting to me is that money, I believe, is really just the gateway drug to spiritual development because everybody has money, money stuff. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if you were born into a wealthy family or you were born into a poor family. Yeah. You have programming and conditioning around money yeah. and that programming and conditioning holds you back from your infinite potential. So for me, I work with women that are in a place in their lives where they are tired of feeling controlled by money. Mm. They are tired of feeling like money controls them and dictates what they can or can't do in their life. And they wanna be free. Um, like us, they yeah. wanna live a life where money is a resource and an ally. And mm. so those are the women that come to me, that come to work with me to help them deconstruct that, that ancestral DNA trauma um, to deconstruct the programming and conditioning that they received from their parents, from society, from um, you know the collective as a whole. Yeah. Um, and and they're women that are really ready to look at a different way of doing life. I, I really love this because it's a, a big, big topic. I mean, a lot of you know people can be watching or. And they're thinking, you know what, that's really me. And, and, and many are putting up that facade that's like, I, I'm hustling and I'm hustling because we have lived in this pressure cooker and, and really it's been a very masculine energy that we've been living in, yeah. right? So you and I both, I mean, I was in corporate and I was in a man's world and I was taught to fight and taught to be that, you know, in order to be successful, you have to be that bitch, that one in the corner that's like, you know, just the bulldog. Yeah. But that doesn't have to happen anymore. I think there's a, a big shift that's happening in women because we're starting to really see that our nurturing self is actually what creates flow. And, I, and you know, like I look at money as currency, right? It's just energy flow. And so are you saying that now the age that we're moving into is, is creating more of a space for women to, to flourish and to actually create? You know, like what do you think is actually happening energetically? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously we've moved out of the Piscean age. We've moved into the age of Aquarius. This mm -hmm. is a, a very feminine energy. Um, and this energy and this age is all about spirituality yeah. and technology and knowledge and wisdom. Um, and it's not about the individual. It's not about... Um, 
you know, the, the last 240 year cycle in particular has been all about mastery of the material plane mm -hmm. and the individual. And so we're moving more into an age now that's about the collective and women are about the collective. And so for us, we desire to see the collective rise. We desire to see our children rise. We desire to see our communities rise. Mm. Um, and, and I really truly believe that this energy that we have right now on this planet is really, really supportive of women stepping out of that, you know, I guess what is perceived in most cases to be very masculine way of doing business, action oriented, risk taking, mm. forward momentum, you know, drive power, like sustainability in that way and into more of a place where we're able to create from an authentic, um, more holistic viewpoint. Yeah, you know, I was just uh, reading a study that was done and they talked about like by the, air, the age or the year 2025 that women will add $1.5 trillion to the GDP and that in developed countries, when a woman's given a dollar, they turn it into 12. However, when a man takes a dollar, it actually goes and turns into a negative two to three. Like, why do you think that is? Like, where is that derived? Is it from this consciousness that women have for giving back and it's not that holds frequency? Well, we give life, we create, right? And so our nature is to reproduce. Our nature is to create. Mm. Like that is, it's a very innate part of who we are yeah. and what we're on this planet to do. And I think that, you know, when we're, we're actually able to step into our authentic energy, we're not focused on ourselves. We're not focused on the individual. We are very much tribal collective beings that want to see the collective rise. Right. We're not- yeah. So much more collaboration. In yeah, space, we're not, right? you know, by nature, we want to collaborate with each other. Yeah. We want to, rise together mm. we have been programmed and conditioned to not trust each other yeah. to be separate to have issues with other women because that actually is what keeps us disempowered that's what keeps us from you know like staying in that box right and this is where this de deconstructing of financial slavery is coming from i can hear from you yeah. so let me ask you what is was this always like where did this come from for you like were you always in this mindset was there an aha moment that broke for you at a certain age you know, like, was your family wealthy? Like, where did, because yeah. everyone's gonna wonder, like, how do I get to that point? I'm not yeah. like you, you know, my family wasn't wealthy. Yeah, so no, I was raised by a single mother who was the really? daughter of school teachers from oh. rural Idaho. Mm. Um, and I was raised in a single parent household. My mom worked multiple jobs to put food on the table. I was a latchkey kid. By second grade, I was walking home from school by myself and wow. spending evenings alone. Um, and I just was a real avid learner. I loved education and I was obsessed with money from a very early age. Like I did not, I wanted to be able to earn my own money. Um, my mother raised me to be independent, mm. to not depend on a man that I could do it all my own. Um, and she was proof of that, right? Like she was doing that. But for me, I didn't like the struggle part of it. Mm. I didn't like the paycheck to paycheck part of it. And, and I felt like there had to be a better way. But from the time that I could work, I mean, I think I got my first retail job at 13. And from that point forward, I never worked less than one or two jobs. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just was always working. I left high school early because I saw an opportunity to go to college so I could work more, so I could make more money. Um, and I just, I've always been interested in 
money and currency and wealth. Mm. And so when I had my spiritual reawakening, I became an emotional clearing practitioner. And through that process, sort of became a little bit obsessed with deconstructing my own limiting beliefs around money and wealth and my own worthiness and my own deserving. And as I started doing that work, I was a coach at the time, but I was mm -hmm. working with people, helping guide them into their purpose um, and doing their purpose work in the world. But as I started doing that work for myself, my clients started making more money. And mm -hmm. everyone that would come into my field started making more money. And so my clients dubbed me the wealth witch. And at first I was like, really, I rejected it. I was like, I don't want to be the wealth witch. Like I'm not the wealth witch, but it stuck because so many people were calling me that. Um, and eventually I started doing the same for other people, helping them deconstruct their limiting beliefs and, and their programming and their conditioning. Wow, all right, so I love this. So this wealth witch, I mean, it can have some negative connotations, right? People are like, whoa, wait a minute, this woman is bringing spirituality into wealth creation, right? And now you're a witch at it, right? Because that's got such a, a negative connotation that, how do you explain that when someone asks, what is the wealth witch? Like, how would you even express what that is? Yeah, so I mean, I think really what I do is that I'm a wealth creation strategist, mm. but I do it through a means of empowering women to step into their divine gifts and their purpose. Um, and then obviously helping them repattern their wealth stories and their wealth beliefs um, and deconstruct that programming and conditioning that you know they came to this earth with and that has been put upon them since, since they arrived here. Mm. Um, but for me, you know, I'm a highly intuitive person and you know how important that is in business. Yeah. And so that is the thing that I really truly desire to activate in women is that oh, their inner innate knowing that they are here to be creators, that they're here to be healers, that they're here to actually heal this planet. And that to me is what the word witch was. Yeah. You know, when the Inquisition happened. But that's happened, why they burned us at the stake, right? right? They were afraid of our power. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So there's a beautiful thing in reclaiming that, especially yeah. as we're helping women step into financial sovereignty. Mm -hmm. um, because we have to take back our power. And, you know, when we talk about that thing of, of women being separated and, and having to be in competition with each other, that was, that was by design. And the Inquisition did that really beautifully mm -hmm. because you were called a witch. And then if you, turn, if you turned in five of your friends, then you were going to be set free. But yeah. ultimately you weren't. You were burned anyway. Yeah. But women turned on women. And so yeah. now we have this real deep-rooted distrust between each other which prevents us from collaborating, which prevents us from rising, and it all serves, again, this agenda. Yeah. Yeah, so how do you see then where things are going? I mean, do you, you see that there's a shift in what's happening and that women are becoming more awakened to the fact that they have, this has been a trick, pretty much, that they've been, you know, walked down the, the path of, of despair, if you will. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the sad thing to me is I, I feel like there are so many women that are still so caught up in this yeah. game and in this yeah. rat race. Yeah. But I do see women waking up and, and, you know, I think the more of us that step into powerful collaborations and show other women that we can be friends, we can be business partners, um, we can have very financially and spiritually abundant mm. relationships yeah. um, that more women will wake up to it. Um, you know, I think that, that people on the planet are waking up in mass right now, but the, that global 
financial agenda is not going to let go easily. And so what we're seeing now is the power play, right? Mm. We're trying to control people more. We're trying to to manipulate people more. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot there's of the world that's behind it. Yeah, there's a lot of the world that's buying into that. Um, and then and then, you know, we're very lucky that there's a lot of women are very powerful women around us that are stepping yeah. into positions of leadership and showing other women what can be done. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I many might look at you from the outside and like, wow, she's like so powerful and almost like you're, you know, a bit unapproachable, right? Those that are from the outside. I know that's happened to me in the past. How is that? Um, how does this affecting or how does it weave into your relationships with your with your husband? Right. Because that's always a factor. Right. How do I how do we as powerful women now have powerful relationships? Right. Because that's always something that that comes up. Like, how do you see now that that shift taking place where a woman can actually be powerful and also have an amazing relationship with their husband and their children? Yeah. Well, I think that that we it's very important that we keep a very open mind when it comes to gender roles and relations mm. right now because we've gone through an, a period of time where women, the feminist movement has encouraged women to step into their power and to be independent and to not need men. And at the same time, we've told men, you need to be more sensitive. Mm, and right. at some level, we've, we've really emasculated them if they don't step into that very sensitive role in nature, but then we still have these very outdated beliefs around, okay, men, you need to be sensitive, but you also need to be a provider. And if you can't do both of those things, then something's wrong with you. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. And likewise for women, it's mm. like, you need to stay in your feminine, but you need to be independent and masculine. And so at some level, I feel like we're, we're caught in this sort of internal war. Yeah. Um, and that makes it difficult in relationship. And so, you know, for me, at least in my relationship, I know it's just an always an ongoing open dialogue about where we are and what our individual goals and dreams are and what the goals of the unit that is the marriage, that is the relationship are. Um, and it's not always easy. I mean, it, it's definitely hard. It's hard in today's society. It's hard in today's age to you know, follow your dream and follow your bliss. Um, and I think the best that we can help, that we can hope is to get a partner who's really supportive of helping us follow yeah. our dream. And I know that both of us are very lucky yeah, very in fortunate. that way. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I always, um, I read this book. I forget what the heck the name of the book was. You might know it. And it was about how um, we as women, like when we are supported by the masculine, not like supported where everything's done for us, but supported, it allows us to create, right? Because we know that like, it's almost like we've got our, our guards and our warriors around us so that we can create. And that's really where the witchiness comes from, right? Yeah. Because we're such creators. And I love that. And it's, you know, it's been a struggle even with, you know, my husband, we've been together for 23 years. I think you and Sean been together over 10, 11 years. Yeah, we've like been that. together off and on for 25 yeah, years and right? married for 10, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> like you see this and you see this wave happening and, and that always comes up like all these powerful women, they'll never keep a man. It's like, actually no, because when you actually start to learn how to, to balance that masculine, feminine, and trust in each other, that's when that, that perfection starts to work and allows women to, to create. And I think it's, um, it's where we're shifting now and, and more women need to, to hear this message, right? Like they need to hear it, embody it, and know that they're not alone. 
and that their men can't shift and understand. Like my husband has taken a, you know, he was, he was born in like a town in the Midwest, 2,000 people. His dad was gay. And so he grew up and he died when he was 16 years old of AIDS. So he grew up just trying to be like super masculine guy because that's all he thought he needed to be. Yeah. And then he meets me and he's got this powerhouse woman and he starts realizing like, I don't have to fight you. I don't have to show up. I just have to be and, and support you. And I think that's a, a big message for today, especially in our, our youth that's growing up. Um, I want to shift gears a bit because um, this message is, is so strong, but you have such a powerful way that you deliver this message, which is in your podcast, The Wealth Witch, mm-hmm. right? Where you're giving women these type of tips. If you were to um, say, like, maybe the top three things that you would share with women, what they can do, how to open up their mindset to really start understanding and cracking this and deconstructing this, you know, this financial slavery, what are some things that you can say they should do? So the most powerful thing I think that we can do is to begin to question everything. Mm. And it sounds so simple, but literally, if we just stopped believing everything that we believed was true because we've just been told our whole lives it was true, Mm. the world would would change radically. So to me, it is question everything, especially the things that are your beliefs that when challenged, you want to dig your heels in and defend. Those are the things you need. Yeah, Yeah. you need to to question those things the most. But the thing I tell my clients is question everything. And if especially the things that you go, well, this is just true because I've always been told it was true Mm. because my mom told me it was true and my grandma told me it was true and my great-grandmother told me it was true. Yeah. And ask yourself, well, if that wasn't true, if that was actually a lie, who would benefit Mm. from you being told that lie? Wow. And if that comes back to a government institution or a financial institution would benefit from you believing that lie, that's where you go to start deconstructing Mm. this financial slavery consciousness. Wow, that's that's big, right? I mean, that's that's such a, a big piece of advice because we are, even though even many might say, oh, you know, I'm confident, I'm independent. But if you're still believing in those old lies and those old patterns and following those old patterns, then you're gonna still stay stuck, right? And so start questioning it, that's really big. Um, what are some other ways that you are now helping? So you've got the Wealth Witch Podcast. Mm-hmm. I think you've got a few books coming up. Yep. Like, what are some of the books that are, that are launching this year for you? Yeah, so the first book that's coming out is The Wealth Wisdom Oracle. Mm. And I'm a big, big fan of the power of repetition mm. um, and taking little snippets of ideas or information and, and putting those into your energetic field on repeat yeah. because I think that's how we shift and change. And so this book is, um, it's an oracle of sorts. So literally you can open the book to a page um, and then there's going to be a little snippet of content from me and a journaling exercise or prompt um, on how to deconstruct financial slavery mm-hmm. consciousness and really up level um, your ideas and beliefs around what wealth, money and currency really are. Wow. So, and when is that coming out? So that should be out in April, I think, okay. March or April. Um, and then I have my sort of big book, which has been a year long project in the making called Wealth Alchemy. And it is actually oh all about this, how yeah. we got here into this financial slavery consciousness, how we deconstruct it. Um, it really is my signature program, Ouroboros. It's that program in book form for people all over the world to so be able wait, to So you read. have a program as well. You're helping women physically now in a, in a coaching program. Yeah. So tell me about that. Yeah. So it's a well, I call it a wealth repatterning program because that's really what it yeah. what it does. Okay. Um, and it's a four month long program. I run it a couple of times a year, um, and it's deep emotional 
clearing work and repatterning around money, wealth, abundance, um, but ultimately gets down to those layers that are, am I worthy and am I deserving of living the life that I deeply desire? Mm. All right, that's a big one. And I know that my audience for sure is gonna wanna know how to find you. So if they were looking for these, you know, not only the book, The Wealth Witch, I'm sure you're on iTunes then with The Wealth Witch. Everywhere that podcasts are streamed with The Wealth Witch, which is great. Um, And then my website is just theleahsteel.com. All right, I love that. Um, Is there anything that you um, would say that you wanna leave with our, our audience that they really need to start looking at right now because we're looking at trends. I mean, there's, there is a shift and there's a consciousness that's happening right now. And um, you know, for women right now that are going, what do I do next? Like, where am I? Like, I'm, they're in this duality still, yep. right? And they're trying to step forward. What would you yep. give them as a big piece of advice? You know, I think that the most important thing that we can do right now is to start looking at multiple streams of revenue, mm. um, especially as women, because what we've seen in the last 12, 18 months is that what we believe to be safe, stable, and secure is no longer safe, stable, and secure. And so we can no longer depend on our nine to five job or our big corporation to provide us a paycheck and a 401k and a retirement program and, or a pension like that just, it's not really our reality Mm -hmm. anymore. And so my suggestion to women especially is, and I want them to know that like they have the ability to build generational wealth. They are so powerful. And so it's look at how to begin turning on multiple streams of revenue. Mm. Diversify their assets. Look at investing in things like cryptocurrency. Mm. Um, Look at making property investments. And also that if you're just getting started, it's the little steps because that law of compounding is so real. So, you know, buying a little bit of silver and then buying a little bit more of silver before long, you got a kilo of silver, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's about diversifying and turning on multiple streams of revenue. I guess really embracing fluidity because we don't really know what the next two to five years have in store for us. Yeah. So if we can embrace fluidity mm. and know that we are powerful, we can make it through this. Yeah, I love this advice. And I'm thinking about like that woman right now that's sitting and it's been a year, right? That they haven't maybe worked or they're literally trying to find a way to get and emerge. Is there something that they can do that's like, I, they're saying, I don't have any money to buy silver. I'm trying to still put money on my, you know, yeah. or put food on my kids' plates. Yeah. Are there some small strategies that even someone at the basic level can start change, shifting their money mindset? Yeah. So, I mean, definitely come listen to the Wealth Witch podcast yeah, because every week I'm there giving lots and lots of free tips and tools of, yeah. of things that you can do. I really do believe that this thing we talked about earlier though around questioning everything, yeah. what it does is it actually repatterns these neurotransmitters so Ooh. that we are able to open up to see things that we weren't able to see before. That we're able to see ways of making money in different ways. We're, a- we're able to see the opportunities that we have to pull in different income streams. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is really, um, it's like start doing the work. Start cultivating a deep connection to your higher self mm. and yeah, be like disciplined. Because that's a big one right there. I mean, I think even that alone, are there any rituals that, that you do or that someone can actually do to start just dropping in? Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it is a non-negotiable for me. Um, because it is that way for me to explore those things that I'm curious about, explore those things that I'm questioning. Um, But my most simple thing is, every morning I start my day asking, how would you have me serve? How would you have me serve? What is in 
the collective and my community and my family's mm -hmm. highest and best interest for me to do today. Yeah. And then I do that thing. And every night when I go to bed, I check in and I ask myself where I fell out of alignment with that thing and where I could have done better. And it's not about a judgment, but it's about, okay, we're all human, we make mistakes. It's like, okay, I fell out of alignment here. I didn't do the thing I was directed to do here. And I make a commitment to do better the next day. And that, that has changed my life. Wow. I absolutely love it, Leah. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I wanna make sure that our audience follows you and goes to The Wealth Witch because what you talk about, I know there's so many more layers and I know your book is gonna outlay that and, and the education that you're giving uh, in The Wealth Witch podcast is gonna be something that everyone deserves to hear. Thank you so much for being here. Can you imagine asking yourself, how am I here to serve? And you start questioning all those things that have been programmed to you, that your mother told you, your grandmother told you, that you thought were real. Your belief system around wealth, that I can actually create generational wealth, that I can, I'm being closed in and that I need to deconstruct my thought patterns around wealth and that I'm being a slave. Like really, I want you to think about that stuff. That's been the topic of today. And I want all of you to leave right now to go to the Wealth Witch podcast. Make sure that you're highlighting that, getting notifications when she drops a new podcast every week, because you're going to want to be part of this conversation because we as women deserve to be sovereign. We are here. We've got children. We are here to lead the charge and to create and create a new earth. And don't forget, if you are PR worthy, you can go to uba-links.com right now and fill out an application to see if we can get you featured in top tier publications. I'm going to leave you with this one last thing. If you're going to create a brand, create a sexy brand. And if you're going to be anything, be unstoppable. See you next week.